The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hill knows that when we eat well, we live well. When we live well, we have rich, vibrant lives. By focusing our eating on properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods, Kelly Hill teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Now here's your host, Kelly Hill. Welcome to Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. I learned a lot after my son was born about my freedom, or lack thereof, to purchase the foods I wanted for him. Personally, I've never tolerated dairy very well, so there hadn't been much milk or dairy in our house. But with a young child around, I wanted raw milk for him. I was amazed at the lengths I had to go through back then to get raw milk. I drove almost an hour one way to a family farm that had enough raw milk to share. They explained to me in the beginning that if anyone asked, I was to tell them the raw milk was for my dogs. Regulations did relax a little by the time I, my name finally came to the top of a wait list for a closer farm with raw milk available. But I still can't get raw milk in a grocery store or at the farmer's market here in Oregon. Luckily, I live in an area with lots of farmers, but I guess people in cities are just out of luck. I've written before that I find it unbelievable that it's difficult to per- purchase the same product that my mother and her siblings used to fight over every morning after milking their cows. So I wanted to better understand this interesting topic of raw milk, the politics, and the health benefits. Naturally, I went to one of the premier authorities, an international expert, to help clarify the matter, Mark McAvee. Born in 1961, Mark is the CEO and founder of Organic Pastures Dairy Company near Fresno, California. He founded the company in 2000 to produce grass-fed organic raw milk for the consumers of California. The company now delivers the products on 17 of its own trucks to more than 400 California retail stores, 15 farmers markets, and 50 buyers clubs per week, where they are purchased by more than 50,000 delighted healthy Californians. Mark is a pre-med trained retired medical educator for the Fresno County Health Department. He served as a paramedic for the EMS system of Fresno County for 17 years and ran about 15,000 EMS calls. He's married to Blaine, who has her BSRN and MSRN in education and labor and delivery. For 30 years, they've been married, raising two children who now have sons of their own. Mark is very active in medical educating, traveling all over California, the nation, and the world, speaking on raw milk medical applications and safety. He's an active private pilot who started flying at age 15. In fact, he flies from the farm's dirt runway as he travels to present to groups of people that are searching for more information about raw milk. The Share the Secret raw milk presentations he provides have been extremely popular as he reaches out to consumers who want to get to know their farmer and the source of their healing food. Mark has been a guest speaker at Stanford University and Rutgers and works with researchers and doctors to expand their tools to efficiently heal their patients using whole foods in their expanding practice of complementary medicine. Mark's now an active mission pilot 
for LIGA, the Flying Doctors of Mercy, where he transports doctors and participants in clinics in remote underserved areas of Western Mexico. Mark is the founding director and chairman of the board of rawmilkinstitute.org. This institution is a nonprofit dedicated to teaching farmers and consumers about safe raw milk productions and consumptions. I'm so honored to have Mark joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> that was quite an introduction. Wow. Uh, thank you. And I'm glad to be with you. You know, I, I really, really, really think that the key point here is education. Um, it always comes back to education for the farmer and for the consumer both. And more and more so for the regulators and those that regulate raw milk at the governmental levels. It's just a lack of information, and it's about an educational outreach. And I, I thank you so much for having me on board. Oh, we love it. That's, I mean, that's what this show is. It is uh, one long educational program every week for people, and uh, it just keeps building. People want this information, we, and we're glad to provide it. So let's just get right into it. What's the difference between raw milk and what people normally purchase in a traditional grocery store? Well, I could go on for about two weeks on that subject. <laughs> I'll try to condense it down to something that's really uh, frameable, that's a really concise thing. Uh, raw milk comes directly out of a cow. It's unprocessed in any way, shape, or form. It is naturally what comes out of the cow. Breast milk is raw milk. Babies thrive on breast milk. So it's alive with bacteria. In fact, breast milk has up to 700 different kinds of biodiverse bacteria uh, coming from a to a baby. So it's not sterile food at all. It's filled with enzymes. Um, it's filled with very unique proteins, fatty acids, all kinds of other interesting things in it lactoferrins, um, all kinds of things that actually inhibit the growth of bad bacteria and actually uh, allow the good bacteria to flourish. And if you think about the science behind how Mother Nature has evolved this food, doesn't that make sense that when a baby eats a food, that, in fact, in order for that baby to have a competitive advantage and thrive, that the food it would eat would suppress bad bugs and encourage good bugs? Because remember, 80% of your immune system is the biodiversity of gut bacteria. And the beginning of the immune system is from breast milk. That's where yeah, the, bac- the bacteria and the oligosaccharide sugars actually feed the bacteria and help it colonize in the gut of a newborn that doesn't have any bacteria in their gut. So raw milk is a foundation of health for life. And that's why breastfeeding is so important in terms of starting off life. Now, that's, that's raw milk. Now, pasteurized milk, what do we have here? For the last 100 years or so, um, it's been the industrial solution to dirty milk. Because for all time, closely connected, fresh, clean raw milk from a farmer or, or you know, from the cow directly to people has given people a competitive advantage in terms of immune system and health. You didn't have to grow a crop to eat. All you had to have was some fresh grass in your cow or goat or your sheep and eat that grass and produce milk for you right then. So it's been a, it's been a food that's been around for a long, long time, tens of thousands of years, for mankind to dominate uh, in terms of, of, of having a competitive advantage. But pasteurization destroys all that. Pasteurization is actually an excuse for dirty milk. It allows for uh, very uh, unsanitary conditions to prevail throughout the food chain. So you take milk from 50, 75, 100 different kinds of dairies, and different dairies, and put it all in one milk tank, and basically disregard the number of pathogens or bad bacteria, disregard the cleanliness practices of the, of, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly out there being all put together in one big bolt tank, and you pasteurize the heck out of it. 
you heat it. You heat it to 165 degrees for 15 to 20 seconds or even higher, up to 282 degrees or, or for four or five seconds in the ultra-high temperature pasteurized protocols. So the whole idea that pasteurization was a, um, uh, a good thing is in question now because now pasteurized milk has been identified at the FDA's own website has been the single most allergenic food in America, number one, not number two or three, but number one. And uh, eight children have died as a result of allergies to pasteurized milk, just allergies, not bad bacteria, just allergies to it in the last 10 years. So the idea that you could make filthy milk or dirty milk somehow pure by pasteurizing it has actually brought on a whole other set of side effects, which includes the most allergenic food in America and also largely undigestible by a large swath of consumers. And as a result now, you see pasteurized milk uh, being dollar-voted against. People are saying no milk. They're saying raw milk. They're saying soy milk, almond milk, hemp milk, anything but pasteurized milk because so many people have lactose intolerance with pasteurized milk or they're very allergic to it. So doctors are prescribing more and more, uh, don't, don't have dairy. They don't know the difference between pasteurized and raw. They just say don't eat dairy because most raw dairy products, most pasteurized uh, products are in the stores. They're talking about pasteurized dairy products. So we brought on a whole lot of problems when we were trying to fix a solution, which uh, fix a problem, to, uh, you know, find a solution to a problem, which was basically dirty practices around 1850s through the 1920s with typhoid fever and non-flushing toilets and water quality problems and feeding our cows the wrong way. All those kinds of problems were, were, you know, the solution was just cook the heck out of it, actually brought on a whole other layer of problems we didn't have before. And at the same time, it distanced the farmer from the consumer. And when you distance the farmer from the consumer, you get five or six generations of farmers that have never produced raw milk. They forget how to do it right. And guess what? They don't know any consumers. They don't know how to listen or speak or educate with consumers. And all they are is just stuck on the farm. And the new protocols we have now, the economic protocols, makes uh, pasteurized milk a commodity market product. And commodity market products, literally half the time or more, uh, don't give the farmer enough money for their milk to actually survive. And so you see a real roller coaster effect with the pasteurized milk uh, industry. And so it's a real, real, real big battle right now. Uh, to have raw milk coming back into the the mainstream in California now we have 625 stores by the way. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, raw milk, about 85,000 people a week at minimum, probably more, uh, with our own 24 trucks and 65 employees in a thriving raw milk market, where we're actually acting as kind of a jealous example for other states like Oregon that don't have raw milk in retail, but you have to buy a part of a, of a cow and a cow share operation or go to a small micro dairy, and you've got plenty of them up there. They're doing a great job, by the way, that I can talk about to get your raw milk directly from a farm. So we have a real battle on our hands, and you talked about it a little bit earlier in, your, in, in the introduction that this is about the right to access whole food nutrition for your family. Mm-hmm. And then the whole issue of food safety comes on. We can talk about that, too. Uh, the Raw Milk Institute has actually identified uh, a program on how you could go about producing raw milk and have it be a very, very low-risk product. So I won't see any more, feel your, any more of your win, but that, that's kind of my take at, at the beginning of this conversation is raw milk is a phenomenally wonderful and nutritious food, and it's being suppressed by industry that doesn't want to have it as competition. 
So what happens, I mean, the, we have this wonderful bacteria in our raw milk that's, you know, great for our digestive system. So what happens to that bacteria when the milk becomes pasteurized? Well, it doesn't go away. It stays there. It's just now dead. So what you've done is you haven't actually cleaned the milk. It just killed dirty milk. So what happens, you've got very high levels of bacteria, good, bad, God knows what it is. It's all there because the milk has now been cared for in a clean way. The udders haven't been prepared properly. The milk lines aren't cleaned properly. And, it, it, and the standards allow that. The pasteurized milk standards the FDA has created actually allow for very high bacteria counts and never count or consider pathogenic bacteria. So all that bacteria is sitting in the milk. That milk gets sent through a pasteurizer, which superheats the milk, and guess what? The bacteria break apart. It's called lysing. The bacteria are killed by lysing of the cellular, cellular membrane. The cellular membranes actually break open, and the internal cellular contents are spilled out. Well, that process actually creates a very allergenic food. Internal cellular contents, all the interesting little cellular structures inside the DNA and everything, are very allergenic to your body because your body's not used to seeing dead pieces of bacteria. It's used to seeing living bacteria which actually become part of the immune system, or the body can react to it and cause antibodies, which actually protects the body from other bacteria that aren't so good. So the bottom line is pasteurization creates a foreign uh, pieces of bacteria and protein your body reacts to. So it doesn't clean the milk. It just kills the bacteria and leaves it in the milk in pieces. So what's homogenized milk then? Homogenization is the destruction of the butterfat cell. Now, raw milk, if anybody's ever seen it, even, you know, breast milk, if you let it sit, you get a nice cream line on the top, a whitish or yellowish cream that has a little different color than the balance of the milk on the bottom. So cream floats to the top, and the cream layer can be one or two inches thick, depending on the size of the container. Well, that butter fat separates from the proteins of the rest of the milk. Um, now, what's interesting is homogenization actually destroys the ability for that butter fat to float and, and float to the top and segregate itself from the rest of the milk. In fact, it's about a four to 5,000 pounds per square inch of force where you force milk through these very, very small pinholes in a high-pressure stainless steel uh, system. So you, have, you force milk through a pinhole that's so small that, in fact, the butterfat cells are actually destroyed, and therefore the butterfat is integrated into the milk and can no longer separate. And that's been associated with all kinds of things, inflammatory heart disease, and the European studies it shows it's very much associated with heart disease and problems with fat actually not conducting business or misbehaving itself and doing the things it's not supposed to do versus the things it's supposed to do, which is actually uh, building the brain and insulating our nerve, uh, our nerve cells, our swan cells, and things like that. So homogenization is not a food safety step. It's a step of convenience because once you pasteurize milk, the, 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 the butter fat becomes rancid pretty fast if you don't homogenize it. So it's a way to preserve the milk. It's also a way to cheat customers by saying, oh, uh, you have, there's no way for you to visually check how much fat you have. In the past, the measure of butter fat by looking at the cream layer was actually a measure of milk value. And uh, now that we have skim milk in the marketplace, uh, we've actually, the, the dairy industry has successfully um, ripped away from the consumer's information to be able to decide the value of the milk. The butter fat is no longer there. That used to be the most valuable part was the butter fat. Now uh, it's just kind of cereal lubricant, you know. <laughs> it's just white okay. stuff you put on your cereal. It's not really a nutritious fundamental part of the day in terms of building the immune system and nourishing oneself. 
Now I think of it as colored water, but that's a whole nother issue. Um, we're discussing raw milk with Mark McAfee, founder and CEO of Organic Pastures Dairy. Uh, you can get more information at organicpastures.com. On the website, you'll find all about Organic Pastures operations, their products, why raw is important, and frequently asked questions. All this information is at organicpastures.com. Remember, remember to enter to win one of 10 free live one-on-one personal skincare consultations from online esthetician on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Feel free to connect with me on Twitter or Facebook at The Right Plan or email me at eatwelltolivewell at The Right Plan. Don't forget to grab a seat in my new free webinar, Three Myths That Are Keeping You Feeling Overweight, Exhausted, and Unable to Reach Your Goals. Now you can access a previous recording to hear the webinar right away or sign up for a future date. It's all at therightnutritionplan.com. We'll be right back to continue this discussion about raw milk with the founder and CEO of Organic Pastures Dairy Company, Mark McAfee. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way, the Kelly Hill way. This easy to follow two week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com book. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product, like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose in the right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? Well, now you can in Kelly Hill's free webinar. In just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. Visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. 
make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today, therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. If you have a question for Kelly, you can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now let's get back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue to Eat Well to Live Well. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today, we've been talking about raw milk with Mark McAfee, founder and CEO of Organic Pastures Dairy Company. Visit OrganicPastures.com to learn more information, watch videos, read articles, and listen to audio recordings. You can follow Organic Pastures at on Facebook or Twitter at Organic Pastures. So we've, we've talked about homogenizing, pasteurizing. Let's get into why is organic so important? Well, you know, there's a lot of organic milk out there that goes on to be pasteurized. Um, the organic is actually, it's, it's the way that the farmer can work with nature versus working against nature. And when you're doing raw milk, the last thing in the world you want to do is fight against nature. <laughs> she will win every time. There's no way to cheat with raw milk. It's a team sport. Everybody's got to work together. You've got to work with nature. You've got to work with the cows. You've got to work with pastures, the sunlight, the water quality. Everything's got to be working together. The cow's immune system has to be working properly. That means she has to be fed properly. And you can't be adding hormones, antibiotics, lots of grain, or anything else that's funky or weird into her diet because it will affect the quality of the milk and the safety of the milk. And remember, uh, raw milk is not pasteurized. There's nothing there between the farmer and the consumer except the integrity of the farm and the integrity of the farmer and the health of the cow. So you've got to work with nature, and organic standards are a very good way to do that. So you said feeding right. Um, I'm going to assume that grass-fed's the way to go, since that's what I tell everybody about the rest of their animal products. Um, why is that important in this case? For the most part, yes. Now, not all grass is created equally, and not everybody has the same kind of grass, and nobody has the same kind of you know, energy in the grass, different breeds of grass, different uh, species of grass grows in different climates. So if you're in Maine and you've got four feet of snow on the ground for seven months of the year, it's a whole different scenario than if you're in Arizona and you can't get grass growth because you don't have any water uh, versus Oregon, which has plus green grass. So you really have to kind of take the grass part as part of a bigger picture here. Um, grass is important because of sunshine, vitamin D, and the fact that good bacteria live in a pasture environment. You may have to supplement that pasture, however, with some additional uh, alfalfa or uh, maybe some straw or grass or something else that's actually in dry form to complete the nutrition requirements of the cow. Because remember, producing milk is an extra thing that the cow does for her baby or for mankind if she's dating us, of course. Uh, raw mm. milk, is, if you're a breastfeeding mom, you realize that, that your milk production has everything to do with what you eat and how you eat. And you're, and you're uh, getting enough water and getting enough nourishment yourself. The same thing goes for a milk cow to make sure that that cow has adequate nutrition to be able to eat. A pasture base is an excellent way to start. It allows the right kind of bacteria to be on her udder where she lays down. It allows for the cow to be in sunshine, which is so important for the vitamins, vitamin D, and the right kind of bacteria, the beneficial yogurt-like bacteria versus uh, bacteria that would reside in the shade in some wet, damp, moist, manure-laden area with lots of grain. Now, I'm not against grain. Grain's okay to feed a cow. In fact, she needs some concentrated energy in order to get enough energy to produce any milk. But it should be a small part of a ration, not the major part of a ration. And also dried feed of some kind because it slows down her rumen so she can actually digest the grass. Most cows that are on grass 
just get chronically diarrhea, have chronic diarrhea because they don't have enough dry matter to slow down their rumen, the digestive tract, in order to digest what they are eating. So um, milk cows are not beef cows. They're different genetics, and they have different propensity, propensity in terms of what they do biologically in, in their gut and in their, um, their uh, udders. So we, uh, we always recommend pasture-based, 100% pasture access all the time, but supplementing that with some dry feed and maybe a little bit of grain, barley, oats, something like that, certainly non-GMO, and uh, stay, stay with the cow with any pesticides, and certainly, if at all possible, never any antibiotics because antibiotics screw up a cow's immune system tremendously and really bring on many more problems that they had before. So I, I think at this point, most people, if they're paying attention to uh, nutrition, uh, you know, we've heard some of the the information, especially from you know, whatever it is, the Dairy Associations of America, about how raw milk isn't safe. Uh, so it, is it safe? It is certainly not safe for them. It's taken over their markets. <laughs> <laughs> the so why are, is, why are they telling us it's not safe? It's not safe because they lose market share. They, right now, you, you, you get this bigger perspective. I'm going to talk about raw milk safety and not in just, but in seriousness here in just a second. But if you look at the overall fluid milk markets in America, you look at the data, I'd be more than happy to send this email out to anybody. Uh, it shows that there's a decline of between 2 and 4% per year of market share for pasteurized fluid milk. I mean, that's a dramatic drop. I mean, people are saying, I can't digest this stuff, and I can't uh, eat it because it's allergenic. So there's a tremendous jealousy. There's a protectionism there to try to keep this ever-dropping fluid pasteurized milk market share from plummeting even further. Now, raw milk is growing in interest every year. We're growing at 25, 22 to 25% per year without any kind of marketing promotion whatsoever except for word of mouth between moms. They're so happy that they got milk that their kids can digest, and it's not allergenic, and it's delicious. So there's a big market protection thing going on. Processors get to process processed milk. Processors don't get to process unprocessed raw milk. So who does all this dairy campaign stuff, anti-raw milk? Guess what? It's the processors, not the dairy guys. It's the processors that hate raw milk because it's encroaching on their fluid milk market. Now, as far as the truisms behind the, the kind of the, the checkered history of raw milk and safety, there's a good valid, a valid point there. There are two kinds of raw milk in America, at least two kinds, raw milk for pasteurization and raw milk for people. And let me tell you, if you're not decisively in one of those camps, there's a big question about what's going on here. Raw milk for pasteurization, they don't care about bacteria as much as you want, whatever. The limits are very, very high. Bad bugs. They don't even test for them. Who cares? You're going to cook it and kill it all. All right? That's pasteurization. Rama for people, wow, that's one farmer identified as the source of the milk. It's never commingled with anybody else's milk. He takes full responsibility for it. has to have specialized insurance, specialized testing protocols. Uh, the Rama Institute has stepped in to really help farmers uh, by listing them if they have their own food safety plan and if they do comply with common standards that have been published showing how you produce a raw milk, which has very, very low risk. Now, let's look at some data here real quickly. Raw milk has killed zero people since 1972. Official data from the CDC. No American fluid raw milk has killed anyone in America since they started collecting data in 1972. There's been about 1,500 people that have been sickened, which is about 30 people per year. 
uh, on raw milk, but everybody's recovered and nobody's died. you got to remember, cantaloupe killed 34 people two years ago, all right? So food is not just, you know, guaranteed safe out there. Pasteurized milk, there's been over 430,000 people sickened by pasteurized milk. 430,000 people since 1972. And 77 deaths. Deaths. So... The idea that pasteurization is an absolute cure or an absolute solution or a promise of perfection is absolutely and completely false and misleading and disingenuous and confusing to people. But, you know, raw milk being perfectly safe is not a true statement either because if you don't follow really strict policy and protocol, raw milk can make you sick. So this idea that pasteurization is perfect is not true. And the idea that raw milk can be perfect without worrying about it is not true. So you have to diligently know what you're doing if you want to produce raw milk and have nobody get sick from it. But it is not inherently dangerous. In fact, it's been proven to show it's actually a fairly low-risk food. When you look internationally, the data in Italy and in Slovenia and in, in Europe and Germany, raw milk being produced over the last 50 or 60 years has shown to be a very, very safe food. In the United States, however, we have this whole overlay of politics that really exacerbates the problem because uh, the FDA aligns itself with industry and the whole food ink related kind of uh, you know paradigm where protectionism will use fear to scare people. Now, when you look at California, for instance, raw milk coming from organic pastures dairy, nobody's died in 15 years. There's been a couple of illnesses over the 15 years, especially in our earlier years when we didn't have our Food Safety Act really, really tuned up. For the last three years, there's been no illnesses whatsoever. Um, and the illnesses are generally uh, a combination of the immune system. In other words, if you have a campylobacter that might sneak into the milk, there's 2 million campylobacter cases a year in the United States. But interesting to note that prior to 1972, campylobacter was not considered a human pathogen. Campylobacter was considered to be traveler's diarrhea. And once you had it once in life, you're immune from life. So it's just kind of a, it's really showing us how there's such a difference between the on-farm biological immunity of the farm family, the farm family that lives on the farm, that is exposed to chicken and bacteria and all kinds of stuff, and uh, and the, the, the people who live in the, get, in, get into the city that don't have the biological diversity or the immune systems at all. It's really showing that, that market distinction between the farm environment and the city environment. Because now we have less than 1% of the population living on the farm and a biodiverse farm, just a fraction of that many people, that no longer have the immunity that people had 60 or 70 years ago that the grandparents had. So uh, at this point, we really have a challenge in America where people are recognizing that science is telling us the immune system is our gut biodiversity, but yet we don't have the opportunity to eat foods like our great-grandparents did to build their immune system. They're simply not available in the store. So now we have farmers... We have consumers going out to the farm to find that food, and they're getting immersed in the biodiversity of the farm, and sometimes they can get sick, and they do recover. Most everybody recovers. There's, there's been no deaths from raw milk in the United States, like I said, in the last 40 years. So it's a very interesting thing where America's having to evolve a little bit here to understand the origins of a strong immune system and build back that biodiversity in the gut. Raw milk has that biodiversity for the gut. So it's, it's an interesting time now. 
We're learning about the health benefits of raw milk from Mark McAfee, founder and CEO of Organic Pastures Dairy Company. Learn more at OrganicPastures.com. We'll continue getting more great information after the break. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health. Using nutrient-dense whole foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. In this new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product, like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. This is Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. Have a question for Kelly? You can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today, joining us is Mark McAfee, founder and CEO of Organic Pastures Dairy Company. Visit the website, organicpastures.com, for more information, videos, audio recordings, testimonials, and articles. You can connect with them on Facebook or Twitter at Organic Pastures. So why, I mean, this seems like such a big political issue, and I'm assuming it's politics behind why we can't legally purchase or sell raw milk in many of our states. Uh, What's going on there? Well, you know, every year there is legislation that comes forward in many states to try to change that so that they can get raw milk available in the stores. And uh, there's been some success, but mostly the success has been um, on the cow share or constitutional rights basis, not in actually getting raw milk access in stores. Um, California has always had legal raw milk and good standards for that raw milk. And as a result, we have a thriving raw milk market. In Pennsylvania, there's a similar type of market as well. But, uh, you know, there's only like nine or ten states, I think, that actually have legal retail-approved raw milk with a state program. And each of those state programs are a little different, and each one's kind of uh, has their own little character about it. 
uh, have different bacterial standards and so on and so forth. But they're similar in the fact that they, they arrive at a fairly safe product that's in the store. But there's uh, basically half the states where raw milk is completely illegal, and Oregon is one of the states where you have to actually go out and find raw milk on a farm. And I know two great producers up there. I know Charlotte Smith at Champlain like Creamery does a great job with her cow share operation, and so does Christine Anderson. They're both listed by the Raw Milk Institute and are fantastic local mentors. But this is a, like I said, whenever you turn up in a legislation hearing to try to change a law, guess who shows up? The FDA shows up. They send their veterinarians. The, 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 uh, the dairy industry shows up. They send in their heavy hitters. And they all talk about the 1880s. They talk about 120 years ago. They talk about 120 years ago and how raw milk used to kill so many people in downtown New York. That's a true statement. But I tell you what, we're not in 1880s. We have flushing toilets, clean water, and, and we understand what bacteria is about. We have microscopes that can analyze what's in a, in, a, in a slide with raw milk. And we know what the conditions are now. We have rapid testing. We get pathogen results back in literally minutes. So it's not 120 years ago. But the dogma of 120 years ago lives today in the industrial paradigm, which does not want to lose market share because their systems that they have today to produce raw milk for pasteurization do not work for raw milk for human consumption. And guess who's paid? It's not the processor. It's the farmer that's paid. And it's a very interesting thing to see, to see the differences in uh, the 1880 arguments, which is always brought forth in these legislative hearings, and the absolute refusal, and I emphasize it again and again and again, the absolute refusal for the industry, the industry and or the FDA to acknowledge that there are successful raw milk programs in the United States and a very successful uh, certifying program at Raw Milk Institute. They are absolutely and completely vehement not to acknowledge successes in raw milk because their paychecks depend on the fact that milk flows to a processor. So it's just a real political fight. And unfortunately, the, the people that are paying are the extremes of the food chain, the farmers paying and the consumers paying. And you know what? I've always said this. Never, ever upset a mom when it comes to her food because she'll fight to get food for her babies. And that's what's happening now is moms are saying, I want raw milk, I want it safe, I want to know my farmer, and I want to nourish my children. And the Internet is a very hard place to keep a secret. People talk about raw milk and how people thrive on raw milk, and they want it for themselves, and they want it in their own state, and they want it for their farmers. And it's, very, it's a big bloody battle right now to try to get that worked out. And it's happening, but it's happening very slowly. Well, heck, maybe they can go back to using uh, horse-drawn carriages too, while they're worried about the 1800s. Um, well, what? I, I won't pick on them too much. But so you yep. you made a comment about the immune system, and I want to go back to that because raw milk can strengthen the immune system. Yes, very very effectively. And if you look at the design of how nature works. Um, and we know this very well by the studies done at, at various different universities and, and the PhDs that work on this really know what they're talking about. Pretty well described. And that is the babies are born with very little immune system, um, especially human babies. And, um, you know, that immune system is transferred by the experience through the birth canal, the flora that's transferred from the mother's birth canal to the baby, all over the baby's skin and the, and the oral uh, cavity, and the baby's first swallow. And then the baby being latched on the mother's breast and actually consuming colostrum. And the colostrum is also bringing a lot of antibodies the mother has and her serum and her blood system to giving to the baby. And then the raw milk that follows and all the biodiversity bacteria from the mother's nipple, as well as the oligosaccharides, sugars in raw milk that actually nourish and help protect 
these good bacteria and suppress the growth of bad bacteria. This has been very well researched by the International Milk Genome Consortium Group at UC Davis. And uh, it, it's actually fundamental but to how we start our immune systems as human beings. And so raw milk provides that, that beginning of the immune system. And we have to remember that at least 80% of the human immune system is the biodiversity of those colonized bacteria that reside in our gut. They are protective of invasion of bad bacteria to create enzymes for us to actually digest fats and break down uh, 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 proteins and, and fats. And they also, it also uh, creates an immunological antibody factory to allow us to actually do a good job of protecting ourselves on an ongoing basis. So this biological diversity of bacteria that reside in our gut is foundational to digestion as well as protection. And you know what? In America, you think about what we've got in the immune system, we've destroyed it. Where's our biological diversity in our diet? It's gone. Fermented foods are gone. Preserved foods are the popular ones now. Preserved foods have all these interesting nitrates and things that kill off bacteria because it extends shelf life. And then you look at the dairy products we eat, which has been the core source of immune system food for thousands of years for mankind. They're, they're now pasteurized, so they don't have the biological diversity at all left in them. So we're left with antibiotics to make us feel better after we get sick after eating this diet. Well, antibiotics are very, very destructive of biological diversity of the gut. In fact, they bring on candida and yeast. So we have ourselves an immune-destructive car wreck in America that we have to start really working on rebuilding because out of this immune destruction, we get all kinds of things like MRSA, you know, uh, the methods of resistance staph aureus infections and things that come out of overuse of antibiotics. We start seeing things like gut problems, dysbiosis, Crohn's disease, um, exacerbation of asthma, all kinds of things that are immune system related. And I could go on all day long about how raw milk makes those things get better. And the university, the university and, and uh, big studies done in Europe, the Parcel study, the Gabriella study, the Pasteur study, that show that children that drink raw milk, guess what? They, they don't have eczema. The eczema goes away quickly. They don't have asthma. Allergies are reduced dramatically. These are studies done in Europe on raw milk that's consumed in children in Europe, but yet our country won't acknowledge these studies because it suppresses the industry market share for pasteurized milk. So this is a political issue more than anything else, a political economic industry issue trying to do market protection. So if people are interested in this, uh, where can they find out what kinds of medical conditions that the consumption of raw milk and, and dairy may improve? Where do they find that information? That's a very good question. And here's the reason why it's a great question and a hard to answer. I cannot legally go onto my website at Organic Pastures Dairy because I'm a commercial website that sells raw milk and put on that website any testimonials or any clinical information about how raw milk cures anything because the FDA refuses to approve raw milk or acknowledge the international claims for raw milk and done the studies done in Europe. However, uh, in California, we've done a program called Share the Secret where I actually go out and use my own vocal cords, my own First Amendment rights to share data, give hard data to consumers that want to know the information. We actually share the, the reference points and everything else where they can get the links to actually do their own reading to see where a raw milk is linked to healing and get that information. There is additional information at the Raw Milk Facts, rawmilkfacts.com website, which actually talks a lot about uh, this stuff. And you can also dig around and you'll find if you put in Crohn's and raw milk, you'll see websites 
from like what's there's a gal, I forget her name now, darn it, I wish, uh, I think her name is Gutsy Gal. Uh, it's about Crohn's, but if you put in Crohn's in raw milk, you'll come up with an interesting Google search, which shows you a bunch of links to people that have cured their Crohn's with raw milk and fermented raw milk and keepers. So it's the information that's out there. It's a matter of asking the right questions to get the right feedback. And more and more doctors now are practicing a complementary or alternative medicine which use the best of all medicine, which means, yes, surgery would be needed. Yes, antibiotics were needed. Yes, nutrition were needed. And underlying everything, prevention and personal responsibility all the time in terms of exercise and making sure the conditions in your life are supporting good nutrition and whole food, uh, uh, you know, nutrition in terms of keeping from getting sick to begin with. So there's an evolution going on right now, and it's so hard to get information. It's hard to get information because the FDA actually bans any connection between medicinal healing and anything other than a drug. And what I'm really trying to do in my lifetime is to reconnect health and nutrition back together and try to break that link between just go to your doctor and get a drug anytime you have a problem. That is probably the most disastrous thing you can do. What you need to do is take personal responsibility through nutrition and exercise to make your body a better, a better place to be and, and a healthy long-term uh, life. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the evolution that's going on right now is this whole idea that, you know, going to the doctor more frequently and taking drugs is going to make you healthier. It's not. Well, and that's why we have Eat Well to Live Well here. We have to take a short break. We've been talking with Mark McAfee, founder and CEO of Organic Pastures Dairy Company. Check out the website, organicpastures.com, for more information, great articles, videos, and audio recordings. Take a look at rawmilkfacts.com for more information on any medical conditions that you'd like to investigate further. Or connect, of course, with... Organic Pastures on Facebook or Twitter at Organic Pastures. Catch this entire show as well as past episodes by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. We'll be right back to continue this discussion about raw milk with Mark McAfee. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Want to know the three biggest myths that keep you overweight? Well, now you can in Kelly Hill's free webinar. In just 40 minutes, you'll learn the three biggest nutrition myths that are keeping you overweight, feeling exhausted, and unable to reach your personal goals. The webinar is free, and you'll even get other great freebies that Kelly's clients use daily to reach their goals. It's easy. Visit therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar. That's therightnutritionplan.com slash webinar and sign up. 40 minutes that can change your life and help you find your optimal health. Sign up for the webinar and take the unprocessed challenge today to find the you that you know is there. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Sign up for Kelly's free webinar today. TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. That's TheRightNutritionPlan.com slash webinar. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health Using Nutrient-Dense Whole Foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. In this new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. 
And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. You're tuned in to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. You can connect with the show by emailing Kelly at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Follow Kelly on Twitter at The Right Plan. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today we've been talking about raw milk, the politics, the health benefits, and why this is all so important. All of this thanks to Mark McAfee, owner and CEO of Organic Pastures Dairy Company. Visit the website, organicpastures.com, to learn more, read interesting articles, listen to audio recordings, watch videos, or a fantastic list of resources to help you find more information. Remember, you can be one of 10 listeners who will win a live one-on-one personal skincare consultation this month. It's free to enter to win at therightnutritionplan.com. Just click on the giveaway link on the right-hand side. Next week, I'm so excited to announce a brand new giveaway while we discuss how you can help keep plastics out of our landfills so we can all be healthier. This will be an amazing show for everyone interested in optimal health for themselves and the planet. Plus, we'll be once again giving 10 listeners the chance to win a fabulous prize. So back to raw milk, though. Um, Why... Are there any states besides California that has a, a large raw milk production? Yes. Pennsylvania has about 125 dairies producing raw milk. Um, California only has four, only two of which actually have retail approval for raw milk in stores. Um, the state of Washington has about 40 dairies, from what I understand, that produce raw milk, and many of those are on retail shelves. So, yeah, there are a few states that have retail approved raw milk. And if, if a person's interested in finding raw milk and a dairy if if where where do they go where do they find this information realmilk.com actually has a national map of america and you can tap on each state and actually find out the legal status of the, of the state's uh, legal standards for raw milk and also the availability of raw milk and where to get it realmilk.com everybody that's if if you want these great benefits that's where you're going to jump to yourself. Now you have, uh, let, I want to make sure that, that we have plenty of time to talk about the health benefits of raw milk too. I mean, we, I, we've kind of hit on it a little bit, but if you were going to c- concisely say, what are the biggest benefits? What, what, why should people drink it? Let's look at this fundamentally. Your body's health is driven by the health of its immune system. So what is the immune system? It's the biodiversity of bacteria in your gut and the food that feeds that bacteria. So if that is intact, your immune system is intact, you're almost there. (laughs) I mean, that's the fundamental right there. So what does your immune system eat? It eats whole, unprocessed foods. That's what the the digestive tract thrives on. It has always thrived on. So you want to eat whole, unprocessed foods as much as possible or minimally processed foods as much as possible. Well, what eats our food? Well, our bodies don't eat the food. Bacteria.
bacteria eat food. Bacteria is what creates energy. Uh, it converts energy. It makes uh, enzymes work. It's what breaks down the large particles into small particles into something digestible by our actual cells. So it's the bacteria that actually protect us as well as nourish us in terms of the activity of our digestive tract. It's what breaks things down and helps us digest. It's the bacterial um, interactions in our body. We know now through the Human Genome Project that literally 98% of the DNA in our body is bacterial DNA, not human DNA. By cell count, it's like 10 to 1. By, by DNA count, it's 100 to 1. That's information that came out of a $4 billion, 10-year study at the NIH for the Human Genome Project. This is not my information. This is coming from our government and our own tax dollars doing these investigations. So at a fundamental level, raw milk is one of the most foundational foods we can drink and eat, and the fermented forms of it, good raw cheeses, uh, kefirs, um, cream freshness, all those things in raw form that have those biodiverse good bacteria and the oligosaccharide sugars and all these kinds of in their natural form, unmodified proteins, all these enzymes, all that stuff is immune system food. And so the more you can get along the lines of those kinds of farmer's market kinds of direct farm foods, the healthier you're going to be. And that's so true because we hear this time and time and time again from people who say, oh, I was eating a highly processed food diet, you know, and, and I was getting sick, I was getting an antibiotic, I was this, that, and the other thing. And then they convert it to more of a farmer's market diet and drinking raw milk as part of their program. And guess what? Their bodies change. They don't get sick anymore, and especially children. They just don't get sick anymore, and they recover from all that immune system-related uh, problems we had in America. Very infrequently do children have illness. If they do, it's short, fast, they get over it, um, and they, they get on with life versus being laid up and really getting sick with some uh, really bad unraveling of their immune systems because they don't have an immune system and they're, they're not healthy. But to summarize, um, the, the labels we put on diseases like asthma, allergies, eczema, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, um, GERD, Heliobacter um, pylori ulcers in the stomach, um, all those kinds of things get better really quick in raw milk. So... Immune system-related, gut problems, raw milk is your best friend. So we're going to ask everybody to get out there and uh, start finding some and see if we can make a change in the political system. I, like you said, it's a slow movement, but the more the merrier to get this taken care of. Today we've talked yeah. about raw milk thanks to the founder and CEO of Organic Pastures, Mark McAfee. Check out OrganicPastures.com to learn more about the benefits of raw dairy, read articles, listen to audio recordings, watch videos, and other great resources or connect with them on Twitter or Facebook at Organic Pastures. This was an amazing show for everyone interested in nutrient-dense whole foods. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mark, and helping to debunk some of the myths regarding raw dairy and milk. Thank you for having me on board, and I tell you what, we need to nourish the next generation that we intend to thrive as a nation. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Don't forget, listeners, to sign up to win one of those free consultations from online esthetician at therightnutritionplan.com. Just look for the quick links to giveaways on the right-hand side. While you're entering this month's great giveaway, remember to grab your seat in the upcoming free webinar, Three Myths That Are Keeping You Feeling Overweight, Exhausted, and Unable to Reach Your Goals. It's all free at therightnutritionplan.com. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 at iTunes 
or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Constantly lots of great stuff on my website, recipes, articles, videos, giveaways. Take a look and get the information you need and want. It's all at therightnutritionplan.com. Now, don't forget, last week we had Scott Armstrong of Boulder Coaching Academy, and he made a fabulous offer to everybody, 20 minutes of his time free if you connect at the rightnutritionplan.com. That is an amazing offer from a very highly paid, highly skilled man who will help you figure out what's keeping you stuck, give you positive affirmation work, your business life coaching, whatever it looks like, a fabulous, fabulous offer, and it's very short-lived. So uh, make sure that you jump on there and connect and get uh, get more free stuff. I love when we're able to give away so many free things. Now, next week, we'll give you the necessary tools to improve your health and the planet and announce the next fantastic giveaway. So a lot going on right now. It's all at the rightnutritionplan.com. Until then, remember, when you eat well, you live well. So join me every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Live Well to Eat Well with Kelly Hill. You can listen to the program live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Everything you eat has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.